Hey, Spin and Backfist listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. All right, it's the Spin and Backfist MMA podcast, and we are back here with Meatball Molly. You were on last week. You're on this week. You just went to the Katie Taylor fight at the Garden. We saw mm-hmm. tweets all about it. Chris Cyborg saying Dave is, like, standing up to people in defense of you. Uncle Dave. We got to talk about this fight. Talk to us about the night. Talk to us about the highlights. Dave stepping up in your defense. What happened there? Um, if we just get to that bit before yeah. we actually get into it. So, uh, MVP promotions was sat in front of me, so... The zone has fought. Let's not put Molly with her family and Katie Taylor's family. Let's put put her with the opposition. <laughs> so I was sat there, but I was sat next to Ryan Garcia, who's at Gymshark with Katie and Chris Cyborg, obviously, who I know. And um, I believe it's some of the Paul family was sat in front of me, and there was two kids, the wife, someone's wife and, and the husband, like a videographer guy. And... Um, when the wife sat down, I was like, oh, your kid's jacket's amazing because they had bespoke tailor-made suits and dresses with Serrano, like, yeah. sprayed on the back. Like, it was a really great occasion, and I said, I apologise now if I curse or shout too loud for Katie because that's my family. So she was like, no problem, blah, blah, blah. So it's getting to round five. Oh, yeah. This is the round of all rounds. Uh-huh. So they think, like, Serrano was edging it, well, edging the rounds. It looked like Katie was in deep, deep trouble, and Sky Nicholson, the second uh, second fight off the card, the female shout in a little Australian accent, Molly, tell them to sit down. So, <laughs> here's me. Um, excuse me, uh, can you, please make your children sit down, We can't. they can't see behind. So, the mum's like recording here and the kids, and she's like, sit down kids, and carrying on, and then the little, the boy was sat in front and I just tapped him on the shoulder and said, excuse me, little man, can you sit down? Or excuse me, mate, something like that. And then the father goes, don't fucking speak to my kid like that. Like, Ooh. I just mean fucking flipped. And he was going, who the fuck? You? Like, but bear in mind, he's not looking at me. His eyes are on the camera. Don't speak to my fucking kid like that, blah, blah, blah. I was going, sorry, mate. I said, um, I've just asked your wife. I said, they can't see behind. Anyway, He's caught up in the mist of what's going on, like, just looking. Uh-huh. And I went, mate, that's me cousin in there. Like, I'm not trying to cause any trouble. I just, like, just we just asked him to sit down. And um, and I was on my seat for quite a lot of the night, so, like, I get it. Like, I was getting told <laughs> to sit down, they was getting yeah. told to sit down. <laughs> yeah. like, I get it, do you know what I mean? And then he kept fucking going, and then he was going, saying shit like, um, what was he saying? I, ah, you've got to see your fucking cousin lose. Ha ha. You're going to oh, watch it get like yeah. I mean, going in. And I was just like, I just stopped because I thought <laughs> his kids was there. And I thought, right, I just said, please, let's not ruin this moment. Uh-huh. Like, let's just not ruin this moment. His wife's just touched me. And she was just like, just please stop because he's not going to. Uh-huh. And I was just there and I was just like, Did, I nearly. Do you think they had any idea who you were? No, I don't know, actually, I don't know. But then I was, like, starting to shake, and I was nearly crying because I was thinking, you're going to fucking ruin one of the best moments in in combat sport ever. And then he went again, and then Cyborg stood up, then Ryan Garcia stood up, and then Dave fucking stood up, and he was like, that's my fucking girl, like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So he knows, Dave knows this woman anyway. And, um, and after the fight, just as the announcement's about to get... Um, drawn and that he calmed down a bit Adney Ellison I think he kind of been told like 
shut the fuck up kind uh, of thing. hit you with a spinning elbow. Yeah, and <laughs> I... will have you leaving here in a stretcher. And honestly, <laughs> I was just trying to hold me nerve and show a bit of dignity yeah. and grace about me, and I was just thinking, thank fuck I didn't drink alcohol all night. Because yeah. I was going to ask you if you had now, any bevies in you. Yeah. No, like, we had stayed out till three in the morning with the Smith brothers the night before, so obviously Liam Smith was the, the co-main. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the voice is still gone. And um, This is a great fight, too. Oh, the co-main was great. Oh, fucking great, wasn't it? Yeah. And I just remember... I just like touched my girlfriend's hands and I went, I fucking swear to God, if she's lost, I, I didn't think she'd lost. I thought she'd yeah. won by one or two points. But I said, if if she loses, he's going to put this camera right in my face and be like that. Ah. And anyway, when she won, I just didn't even gloat. I was just like, yes, I was fucking buzzing because of the adversity she overcame in mm. that round to come back. And when it had all calmed down and David had a decent conversation, he kind of just said, you handled yourself really well then. Um, and I went, you're just lucky them kids weren't there. And he said, I know, otherwise you would have hit me, wouldn't you? I said, absolutely. <laughs> and then anyway, we shook on it and that was that, do you know what I mean? But it was a bit of a like, I've still said like, it's it's still with me because it, it yeah. took everything I, in, everything I had in me not to just punch him. And I thought, could you imagine like a family member in the ring, the biggest moment of her life who's so non-violent but yeah violent in the ring yeah. and the family's all over there and then it's like oh fucking black sheep the family no, stick, <laughs> to yeah, yeah. Yeah, stick to <laughs> MMA so, yeah I just tried to do the best but uh, we was there we must have been literally one of like the first hundred to be let in like I was um, there from wow. 4.30 and then one of the last out um, the the fire that the Puerto Ricans brought and the yeah. the, the atmosphere I've, I've, I've only heard stuff like that a few times and I remember saying to, maybe even to Steffi Bull, who's Terry Harper's coach, one of the female boxers from England, I said, I think, or I think I even said it to Katie on the comms, on the open weigh-in, I said, this night will surpass the gold medal fight that you had. Yeah. And when you fought Natasha Jonas at, at, um, at the Olympic Games in London, I said, the, the, the decibels will be higher for that. And um, I remember when she's walked out and she come out to, she normally comes out to the last there she goes, but she came out to a hill song, song, and she just took it in, and I was just fucking crying. I was just like, oh my god, this is just powerful. And mm. and then if you take it back to the beefy fight, you see me when I was singing, da, 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 and then started slapping the guy's head yeah, next to me, and, and that went viral. And that guy's reaction cracked me up too. He was just like having a good time with it immediately. Yeah. I know it was like ninety-nine percent of the tweets were really positive as yeah. well, and then you had your one percent douchebags. And oh, that is obviously. Um, but I was really surprised it didn't get more hate, to be honest. But I am me, and I never change. I suppose. So imagine if I had alcohol in me then. It's mm, yeah. probably been molly whopped everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> molly whopped. Wow, we need to put that on a shirt. That's an actual. You're about to get molly whopped. Do you know if you go in the Urban Dictionary, it's like a pimp slap. Oh yeah. That's what that means. Oh yeah. So yeah. Maybe Why? Because backhand. Yeah, a backhand. Maybe I'll try and do that in the next fight. <laughs> so like, 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 like your version of the yeah, the Nate slap. Diaz, yeah, just yeah. a backhand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the molly That would be awesome. That'd be your WWE move. Yeah. Your WWE move. I know. Yeah. I know. I've been sat there, and everyone's going, "How are you gonna like beat the next? What's the next fight? What's the next knockout? Of fourth? Fuck it! I'm going for the Rolling Thunder. That's what it's called, isn't it? Rolling Thunder, like the RVD, yeah, like when you're like, spinning yeah. and shit. The RVD. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the what was it? The end of the second round when I done the big like. Uh, the big thingy slam. Oh yeah, that yeah. was awesome. That that was like they call that an air raid crash. That's oh, actually really? there's an Irish wrestler that does it. The Seamus, his name is. Yeah, Seamus. I'm on him actually. Yeah. I'm on him. Well, maybe I'll try the. Have you met? Do you know Seamus or no? No, but I think I've seen him. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Online. He's yeah, a big. I know. There's Liverpool also a wrestler guy, yeah. from the same part of Ireland as uh, Katie. Yes, yeah, she. Is Bray it County. Finn? It's Finn Balor. Oh, you know him? No, but I've seen that there was a few Irish people speak pre. Fight on yeah, the, Becky on Lynch was one of them. Yeah. She's a female wrestler, yeah. Yeah, and they, they was all just saying, because of you, we can kind of thing. Yeah. And it's mad 1.5 million pay-per-views. Think about how many... How was that? How many people? It was the zone. They, they put it out today, yeah, 1.5. Oh, my and God. And wow. think how many people streamed illegally. Wow. And how oh, many, yeah. And how many people wow. were in pubs or... 1.5 would almost set that's a huge every num- UFC that's a record huge outside think, of, like, McGregor like Habib. They put it in different categories because the zone, they count as, like, streaming versus pay-per-view or whatever. Oh, okay, whatever. Oh, so it will have been a stream as well. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But crazy fight. 
it is your birthday today, so happy birthday. Thanks, and what are your birthday, birthday plans? Hey, we just had a bagel. That's how you start a birthday in yeah. New York. No, but Put a candle right in the bagel. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I think oh, yeah. what have I been here for seven days, eight days, and I don't think there's been one day's day I haven't drank alcohol. So It's I've, birthday week, kind of. I know, but I feel like... Um, I feel like I'm done now. I feel like the end of a hangover movie. Like I'm ready to start fight camp. Like I, yeah. I was saying to Ellis before, it's like my liver is killing all my kidneys. Or like just this one. Like oh my god, because everywhere we go, we just get free shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if anyone's seen my Instagram stories. Yeah, I have. But when after um, <laughs> I've, had, I've been on top of everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, we ended up going to some club. I think it was called PhD. Yeah. And when we was there, oh, yeah. it was like great bottle of Grey Goose bottle of Grey Goose like magnums of Vave Clico and Dom Perignon and I was like I saw pictures of you with Liam's title just yeah. like <laughs> yeah. just, just flying around but because um, there was about 30 of us who came out for yeah. Liam do you know what I mean so it's been I feel like on a real low yesterday me and Alice went to Coney Island it was fucking shut cool. we then went to the Brooklyn Museum it was fucking shut I was like oh my Damn. god I know so I feel like We've had such a high of a week. It's it's like now it's sort of coming down. Yeah, but after this, I think. Did you wake up for Sunday morning? Church. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, kind of. Oh, well, we I went to church actually. We oh. went to Hillsongs, but I didn't wake up to watch Everton. the Evan game. I missed it, oh, but I wow. woke up. Do you think like it was the, fake? Listen, I've woke hey, up. I mean, you guys speak Chelsea. No, like. I know, I know. I woke up to like a load of like tweets going off, and it was like extra time, yeah. and then I was like. I woke up, Ellis, we've won! Because <laughs> obviously she works for them, so if they get relegated, she's up in yeah, yeah, shit's creek. So I was like, oh my God! And then, um, I'm not sure if you guys seen, but as the 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 buses arrived at Goodison Park, it was all pyrotechnics, everyone was singing. Oh, really? There was like a couple of thousand fans outside and just like geeing the, the, yeah. the team up and... Yeah. Are you, are, is Everton in, in the clear? No. Not no, get, no, 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 no. But that was Sorry. massive. Yeah, so there's okay. like five that games. That was massive. I think five games. They beat a team they weren't supposed to beat, yeah. Chelsea. Okay. Oh, and, and if nice, we beat yeah. the next one, I think we've got yeah. one more game in hand still. And yeah, if we beat the next one, then we're out of relegation. They're, they, they're pretty good right now. They're safe. All right. Much safer than for, they were. For Everton. Um, let's talk about this card. You're going to this card, UFC 274, two title fights. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gaethje and Oliveira, that's the one everyone's talking about. Uh-huh. And then Nama Yunus Esparza, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson on this card. What is the one that you're looking forward to the most? Well, it'll always be Rose and Carla oh, yeah? for me. I really, really feel and draw from here a lot that we're quite similar. And I'm not comparing my fighting style and her success like they're the same because they're not but mentally and spiritually how we approach mm. a fight and you can see the fights we've lost you can probably see in the camp in the lead up it wasn't right in here but mm. when we conquer that in there um, then like we're capable of really well, she's greater things than what I am but um, I feel like we're capable of really good things and I love how she speaks and she has positive affirmations and mm. um, it just never gets it doesn't get any better than when she was just looking at Joanna, just saying the Lord's Prayer, do you know what I mean? And Joanna was just, like, goading her at the way. And, or was it at the... When they was about it's to the fight? the face-off, yeah. Yeah, and she was just, like... Oh, it was, it was I know. Cool you, yeah, cool as cool as yeah. Do you know her? Have you met her? No, but she followed me a few years ago. And then I think for... What's it, Coach? Trevor Whitman put a post out once saying, we need training partners, and I think it was for the Andrade fight. And I thought I messaged saying I'll come over if you need me, but where my camp wasn't his, it didn't it didn't work. But I'm similar build to yeah. to here, so that would have really worked. But um, when you talk about um, like my heroes in the sport and who I I love, it's like Gaethje and Rose. Oh wow! It's really wow. them. And I got to see Gaethje fight in I can't remember if it was Eddie Alvarez. I think it was Eddie Alvarez. Or Dustin, who was it at UFC 218? Who was it when um, that was Max Holloway and Jose Aldo? But I was in his changing room anyway, and I was in a changing room with Henry Cejudo, Tisha Torres, him, Amanda Bobby Cooper, and someone else. And I remember just watching him warm up, and he was like listening to like reggae, and I was just thinking, 
what the fuck are you like you are the <laughs> maddest cat and he was just enjoying it and I was just thinking you're absolutely fucking mental yeah it was Eddie yeah. it was Eddie wasn't yeah. it and I, I'm not sure if Eddie came back to win that fight yeah Eddie won it yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie won the fight but I always thought like you, the shots he was taking and he should have been out and I just remember the leg kicks that Eddie like that whole card that was when um, what's this the Dutchman Alistair Overeem like died on Wikipedia. Oh, Do you remember when he got the uppercut of doom and then like that was like the bigger yeah. that was the Francis uppercut. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and Wikipedia God. said that he died on that day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was really cool. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, so was on this card? I didn't know Shogun was on it. Oh yeah, yeah two legends wow. fights in the end card. I mean that one Lozon Cerrone. Yeah, I'm so I mean, stoked about that. Lozon was like one of my first favorite fighters. He's a Boston native. I've yeah. seen him at quite Fight Island. I've seen him in Boston. He's always been really lovely to me, and I just think he's 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 a mad cat. He's really cool. And then you've got Donald Cerrone. He's a little bit. If his head's there, he will absolutely yeah. take souls. And if he's not, he's still going to give you a, a fight of the year. Yeah. Anyway, but um, might be a retirement fight for both of them. To be I honest, see, I thought Dana said that even. Yeah. That he said the basically the loser should retire. Yeah, well, I was you thinking the winner that. maybe like go out on a good win, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Joe Lozano hasn't fought since 2019. Yeah. And that was, was supposed to be his retirement fight. Who was too. that against? He, I know he won. Was um, it fight? Was it he, fight no- Island? he knocked somebody out too. I can't. It was uh, oh Jonathan Pierce on the Reyes versus Wide. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was on that card. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, you shit. forgot about that? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, well, sorry, I was probably drunk by this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had an after party, and I say after party, I literally just brought everyone back to a hotel room, and they put us in a function room. Those were the best after parties. And I literally just kept pulling, gin, like, pink gin out, and everyone was like, oh, my God, but, yeah. Um, I feel like uh, we watched Countdown the other day, because, obviously, who doesn't? And I watched Tony Ferguson, and I just thought... You are mad. Like he's always been a madness, but I thought, like, I'm not sure if you're a bit deranged at the minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's called estranged. Fuck, he's both. But like, he's he had a really white beard, and I just he's got a white beard. He, like silver. Fox. I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah. He has one of my favorite press conference moments ever. What the Dana White privilege? No, well that was <laughs> yeah. Good. That, that was, was great. That was great. Yeah, that him, was great. And, him and Habib when um, one of their many press conferences, I guess. Yeah. He was, he had the baseball in his hand, and he said Habib's never been in a street fight. And Habib, like, I've never seen him that insulted. And then he goes, Tell, tell me, when have you been in street fight, Tony? When have you been in street fight? And then he said, I'm from Real Mountain. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he said, like, I'm from Real Mountain. He's like, You've never, you American guy, you've never been in street fight. Yeah. <laughs> And then he, then Tony Ferguson goes, I'm from Oxnard, bitch, which I guess is like in Michigan somewhere. I don't know if that's and like Habib goes, holds a candle to Dagestan. Uh, Habib goes, Oxnard? Where is this Oxnard you speak of? <laughs> do you but have a pick it, in the main event, by the way? Gaethje, do you lean on Gaethje because you like him? Um, Hearth is Gaethje, head says Charles. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just... It's his mo. It's still his time. Like, do you know when you can kind of see the decline of a f- like, when when the fights start going to like points decisions and yeah. you kind of think, okay, like your time's kind of up. But I still don't think he's there yet. And Trevor Whitman was so complimentary of him and just saying what I do know about him is when he gets knocked down, he comes back even harder. And they keep trying to hold a hat on like um, he has he's had quit in him. And when you've quit once before you know how to quit again and, and Gaethje's kind of like have never quit before and stuff and yeah, you could yeah, you yeah. could beg to differ and argue the fact well you you may have in the Khabib fight because you're tapped yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah. Yeah. like I mean I'm all for Justin I'm just trying to be balanced yeah playing that devil's advocate yeah. that submission that Habib had on Gaethje I don't even though. think he had um, oh it was the triangle wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like he, he said had, like, he didn't want to break his arm in he front said of he his because he, he respected him so much he didn't want to break his arm in front of his family because he had yeah. said he wanted to tap yeah, so he switched. So he from purposely arm bar switched the arm bar because he thought he thought he would have to snap his arm. Yeah, uh, and did see his foot? Did he have a broken foot in that fight? Habib said, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you seen it, and like he was even up squeezing. Like a balloon, yeah, yeah. In the words of but he, uh, but yeah, Gaethje. Do you th- you keep bringing up Whitman? Could you see yourself going and training with him? Like, 
there's a few coaches in yeah. this world. Like I was it, always like that with Dean Thomas. I always yeah. wanted to train yeah. with him, and we've got a really good relationship. But where if you watch Rose's few fights, used to throw kicks and a lot more wild submissions, and then he's just calmed it down, and to the foot and the shoulders and the hips and everything popping off the jab. And I feel like I have got that kind of you could coach me that way and refine me that yeah. way. Um, and she's got awesome footwork. When you watch it in the octagon, like the way she gets in and out of angles and stuff. The range management and distance yeah. control is she's just right. second to none. Yeah. And I love those Joanna fights, both Joanna fights. And she's like, like five foot seven, isn't she? Or five foot six? She just she? she's so big for the for their weight. Yeah, I think like five five. I think is she? Because you know, like Carla's only like five one. I was looking today just their like measurements with with get, uh, with Oliveira. Not to get off of this rose fight, this five goes five. with it too. But Oliver, it almost seems like he wants to like almost get knocked down. To it's almost like a it's like, like it's got to beat him up. Yeah, Is yeah, that something yeah. that you relate to at all or no? Fuck me, I've got like someone put a, a, a rocket up my ass when I fight. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah um, in the last fight, definitely. Yeah, well, I just like. fuck, go and fuck a bitch up. Do you know what I mean? But um, f- for future, like I've kind of secured my place within the UFC, exactly, so yeah. I'm about to like show a whole different side to me. That's what we're going to try and do. But I do think some fighters, our Paddy's the same. Like if he's on the back foot at the beginning, you think, what's going on here? And then when he takes a shot, it's like you need to wake up. He likes to wake him up. Sometimes, that was in his debut. Like yeah, that shot totally same. woke him up. Yeah. Yeah, but I I think that could be a bit of UFC jitters, which. Yeah. He's probably naive enough to even think that's what it was. He's just like, I was just cold. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and that could be it. You could be cold and it takes you a while to warm into it. But um, I think Carl will start off really, really quick. I think Michael Chandler will as well. Um, it'd be good to see. It'll be really interesting to see if Carla can get the takedowns on Rose that she wants. I mean, I, it's a, it is a rematch from the Ultimate yeah. Fighter. It was yeah. so long ago. So long ago. Like, like I think Rose still had long hair, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she, yeah. Both she like braids. Yeah, yeah, both fighters in this fight. Uh, Carla will be scared because of everyone. Rose and Amunis has basically finished everyone. But Rose will still have that, that thing in there going, she finished me. I know I wasn't ready, but she still finished me. And yeah. I just think... Carla will panic shoot, I think. And I think all Rose has to do is be patient and keep fainting and twitching, showing the knees. Because I just think flying knee or switch knee or step back and big uppercut when Carla shoots in. Will be key to like... Yeah, because oh she's God, got I the chain. Right. Imagine that a flying knee. No, I know. She's got the chain wrestling. Like She'll be good on the single and yeah. then she'll find a way to do an inside trip off it. Because I've watched so many of her fights. But then you watch Rose and now Rose has adopted that same takedown. So, I mean, she's training with some good, good kids in Colorado. I think and maybe, she's gotten much better at her takedown defense. Like, yeah. it's well, just you know, all of it. Well, I was reading something today. If someone attempts more than seven takedowns, there's like a, a 70% chance that they're going to get, that she'll be taken down or more, like, high percentage. But if they only try one or two, she can stuff them and go again. Okay. Interesting. So, that is a madness, isn't it? Yeah. Me All right, statistic, we yeah. do have to get you out of here so you can go do Pardon My Take. So everyone go check out the Pardon My Take oh, interview yeah. whenever that comes out. I'm sure that's going to be a great time. And then check out when we hit 20,000 subscribers. You're going to leg kick me today. We're going to release the video when it hits 20,000. I'm going to just say, may the fourth be with you, lads. Um, this, oh, is yeah. your, this is more what your day. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. As I was I saying, it was it's like, like a religious phase. holiday for me. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It really is, yeah. Yeah, I should have off today, to be honest. <laughs> The office should be closed, but we appreciate it, Molly. Um, and we'll see you in Phoenix. I'm sure you'll be on the UFC broadcast and all that stuff, mixing it up. I know. I do, too. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. All right. Thank you to The Meatball for joining, as always. Go check out her interview on Pardon My Take. I don't know if it's out now or if it'll be out in the future, but whenever it is out, I'm sure that's going to be a blast. She's pretty much never on a podcast and not entertaining. She's kind of just one of those I think people. the PMT is going to... Like, that interview is going to be great. Yeah, you put a mic her. in front of her. And I think people perfect. are going to be like, oh, my God, this girl's a star. She's yeah, the best. Which we know, but not everybody knows. Yeah. And she's like that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, that, that's cameras 24-7. On, cameras off. You walked into the room and she said, what up, bitch? Yeah, what up, bitch? <laughs> I, I like that. I was like, oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, she's not calling someone she hates a bitch. No. No. That's, that's that, you know, one of her lads. Yeah. 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 Um, she's going to fuck this bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> 
we got to talk UFC 274, an absolutely massive card, as we talked about, uh, as we touched on with Meatball Molly. Two title fights. We're going to start with the prelims, kind of work our way up, and I'll throw to Ev and Jack Mack. Ev, you really came prepared with a card full of picks. You, I, I like when you write it out for real. That's how you know someone's really this prepared. Is, I'm, I'm a pen to paper guy. I'm not a, I, I work for a technology company. I'm not a technology guy. <laughs> I've been on record. I didn't own. Still a, don't have a computer, right? I don't own a laptop to this day. I didn't own one in college. I graduated somehow from a four-year university in six years. So let's but, talk about prelims to start. What are your favorite plays? Favorite fights on the prelims? Kind of starting uh, with the bottom, working your way up. So my favorite is probably got it as for me. Like it just, it just this is kind of a levels fight a little bit. Like I just think she's fought like much better competition. I just. Like I, I just think she's a lot better. Like it's pretty simple. I just don't think like Carnalasi's like very good. I think like, she's like Lupita is Carnalasi, but levels better. That's like what I'm saying. The like the same, styles are very similar. Style. She's just much better. The lines minus one eighty five. Like I'm usually not crazy about laying like juice like that for MMA. I've gotten a little better with it because I think there's some lines like this where, like I think she should be minus like three fifty, oh, like wow. something like big. Like I just think she's a lot better. So mine is one eighty five. Who I did she like fight last? Beat, I don't uh, even remember her she last fought, fight. She fought uh, Luma Lubaka. Luma. Yes, and she won. Yeah, but then she she actually I, she, she would actually, be minus three fifty in this fight if she didn't lose to Luana Carolina. Yes, but agreed. she went up in weight like a week after the fu- uh, a fight. Like she fought like back to back notice on short notice and went up in weight. She was it was like a like Ab said like levels and literally like weight levels. Yeah, and I think she and she. She, I watched that fight recently. She like lost gas in the second round. I, I think if she won that or didn't even take that fight, she would be minus three fifty here. No, I agree. I just think she's a lot better. So, so that one, I mean, there's a few I'd say not like official plays. Like Journey Newsom, I like he's plus money. Even Vergara, I talked about. I just loved him on the Contender series. He's plus like two fifty five. So I mean, he's just like a go for it guy, which I can appreciate as a fan. So I mean. Not like an official play, but if you're looking for like some action on a long shot, I like Vergara as well. I like Newsom too. And then uh, Fialo's like a huge favorite, but I do think he should win. He's fought much better competition. This guy's fought like PFL. Like he's fought like guys like uh, like Chris Curtis. He's fought like he. Yep. I honestly thought he had a really good fight against Michael Pereira. That was really close and he lost. Yeah, I remember. I, I mean, he obviously just came out came off a unreal knockout over Miguel Baeza. Who like those? How long guys, ago was that at this point? Two weeks. Um, like a just little just like three, three four weeks, weeks ago. Month? Yeah. So um, he, did he just accept this fight immediately, or is he no, filling he, in for he, someone? No, he said right on that fight, yeah. he said like basically right after in his post-fight interview, like I want to fight on that pay-per-view. Oh, that's and Dana, right. And Dana, right. and Dana was kind of like, that was a hell of a knockout. Like, like we'll see if we can make it happen, and they made it happen. I think Lee broke it on spinning backfist. Not he, broke it, but like it was like yeah. the first one on. Because Van Camp was supposed to fight somebody. I think it was. I want to say it might have been Nicholas Mata, maybe. He was supposed to make his debut on a card, and then like it fell through the other. Like I think Mata, or maybe it was him pulled out. But I mean, he's he's only. I think it's his UFC debut. Oh. I just think Fialo's is the like, hell of a card to make your debut. I think on, I just think Fialo's much yeah. like the guys I listed. I'm talking like Chris Curtis. I mean, he's like two and zero in the UFC with two knockouts. Michael Pereira, like a staple in the UFC for a while, like fought really good competition. Like Miguel Baeza, like the all three of those guys are much better than anyone's Van Camp's fought. So. Fiala's a huge favorite. I think I think he's a parlay piece. Okay. He's minus like 350, but I think something like that, he's worth it. I don't know if I want to put Lupita in the parlay, though. That's fair. I'd be... Yeah. I, I said I like to play a lot, but I do... Women's MMA, there's so many upsets. It like it, I I hear you on that. I'm so hesitant to even suggest anyone for the parlay after Andre Touchy Feely. I just feel like <laughs> it's like after you get into a car accident, and next time you drive, you're like, He's oh, got no. the yips. Oh, I no. D- I, I do really love... Um, I mean, this isn't pre. Is this main card yet? But no, this is all prelims still. All right. Well, I love Ivanov. I um, do too. Yeah, I think Ivanov is going to run, like not run through him, but he's going to, he's going to beat Rodrigo. Also, he, he's got a chin of fucking steel. I think I got to see him fight live before. I'm pretty sure I was at one of his cards, and I've, I've honestly. What's the odds on that right now? Minus he 140. He, yeah, he's minus like 140 range. He lost a really close decision to Derek Lewis. I remember. I think that was like yeah. a fight or two ago. But I mean, he's just a guy like he really doesn't get knocked out, and like. Roger de Lima, if you remember, his last fight was that crazy, like, weird thing with Herb Dean with um, with Ben Rothwell. Yeah. Where he, like, knocked him out, and then, like, Herb Dean kind of, like, grabbed him, grabbed and then he, like, and then, came then, off. And then he, like yeah. stepped off, and then Rothwell kind of, like, went for the takedown, but he was definitely, he was hurt yeah. very badly. So that was kind of his last fight. He knocked out Rothwell, like, and That was a while fast. ago, too. Yeah, it was definitely less than a year. Probably, I'm going to spitball and say, ago, like, right? I was going to say, like, seven months. Yeah. 
six months. Now Rothwell's over at Bare Knuckle yeah. making more money than God ever. bless him. God bless Ben Rothwell. <laughs> Funded by Diddy. But yeah, I mean just just the chin that Ivanov has, I just I just have a lot of confidence in him over over Delima for sure. And then I think we all love Roy think, Bell on this. I think fight. Roy Bell's a parlay piece as well. I would I would at least that'd be my vote to put him in the parlay. I just think he's way better than Matt Schnell. I think he has more ways to win. I wouldn't be shocked if he finished him in the he's first gonna, round. He's gonna pepper him up on that's I just I wouldn't I think first second round finish I like him in the so maybe if you like him inside the distance as well probably I'm gonna guess around even odds probably is that the highlight fight of the prelims or is there one more no honestly my no there's a few there's there's a bunch more okay so so we have I don't know if anyone likes anything in that like Norma Dumont's minus like 250 I think that's a little too like I think Macy Chison stinks but she's not like when she when she fights, she almost she's so athletic in there. She's mm-hmm. like she almost looks like she should be much better than she is. Uh, but normal, I'm not like that. I think that price is like almost perfect. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, like, that's a stay away for that's me. That's a stay away. Like I think Macy may even be worth. I don't know. I'm not. I'll never bet Macy unless she gets like plus three fifty. But that one is, and I'm interesting to see what. Ev thinks about uh, not the next one, but the one after that. I was going to say, Trinaldo's back. Danny Roberts. This, I mean, the prelims on this card are kind of like a. It could be a fight night. The Trinaldo, Ro- Danny Roberts is a pick. I'm like, I don't hate Trinaldo. Am I crazy? I like Trinaldo. Like I don't. He's just like the savvy vet. I just like guys like that with experience. I mean, yeah. I was going to see what is. He I really like Randy Brown, but I should have said really. I like Randy Brown in this fight. Uh, this is. Ev's talking about, or Evan Robbie were talking about Chinaldo against Danny Roberts, but the fight after that's Randy Brown, Chaos Williams. That's the featured prelim. Featured prelim. Yeah. It should be a good fight. Um, That'll be a great fight. But also up close to pick him as well. I think Chaos is minus like one twenty. Oh, Actually, I we're I don't hate Randy Brown there. We're, at all. we're going head to head here. I, I, I'm a Chaos guy. Yeah, I, know. I love I chaos. love Chaos. I've both, we have I was, a Chaos in uh, Rough and Rowdy that spells it with a K as well, and I always feel like they they're like connected, like all the pit bulls in MMA are connected. He just like I don't know. There's I just kind of like fell in love with him. I watched like a few like I watched a few. There's a few good sites on YouTube. But one's like Elite Fight Club. They do like these fighter documentaries, and I watch one of him. And I just obviously I watched him fight for a while, and he's been awesome. He just has, like, such a good story. Like, he's just a beast. Like, he came in. Remember, he fought, like, Moreno. Yeah. He was literally on, like, on like a week's notice. He literally was, like, fixing cars. Yeah. Or, like, nuts. fixing. Like, he was, like, a, like a yeah. handyman. And took it on, like, a week's notice and just knocked him out. He was plus, like, yeah. 275. Was, and, yeah. I remember his And he's been well. on, like, a great. I mean, he lost a really close fight to Michael Pereira that I thought should have went his way. He knocked out Miguel Baez in his last fight. He had a good win over Semmelsberger. I, he's just a tough ass dude. I mean that that Abdul uh, Razak Al Hassan knockout yeah. is one of the scarier, vicious knockouts you'll ever see. Yeah. You know what's so funny? Oh, as you said straight, that right, the dude literally was a statue. Yeah. I thought you were about to bring up Abdul Rozik. Me I too. That's when I heard Abdul, I heard Abdul Rozik. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah, I'm like a I guess you can call me a chaos fanboy. I just fucking love him. He just has that like watch him. I'm telling you, watch him right before like when they show when the fights like when they're about he's to be like, like fight. The, the he eyes. is the most yeah. savage killer. The switch just flips. He's a fucking monster. All right, you're selling me on him. I'm also, I love, he, he came out like he got his fight bonus, and he's the next one. He's just in, like, Cartier shades and, like, a Gucci jumpsuit. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. that. I'm just a Chaos Williams guy. I, I do love Randy Brown. It's no knocking to Randy Brown. I like yeah, Randy Brown as well. Yeah, these guys are awesome. I'm just a huge Chaos Williams guy, so I will be, I'll be betting on Chaos Williams. All right, now the main card. First fight of the main card, the Legends fight that we touched on with Meatball, Donald Cowboy Cerrone versus Joe Lozon. I'm a Lozon guy. Have to be a Lozon guy. He was... Like I said, one of the first people that even got me into MMA. I remember watching Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, and then he was on a card just shortly after it, and he had a great fight. I think he lost, and he got the post-fight bonus. And then I like watched a couple interviews with him. Always been a Lozon guy, so I hope he wins, and I hope he gets to like go out on a good win because he was supposed to a couple of years ago. I'm like, I kind of want to take Lozon plus money. I know. What are the odds for this? He's plus one forty. I think my real problem, just like my gambling like brain, is like. Just, I love Cowboy. I have so much respect for Cowboy. Just seeing the way he's looked the last few. Yeah. It just really, I just have a hard time, like, laying my It makes the McGregor win feel less good every time he fights, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I just have a really hard time laying minus 175 with him, just the way he's looked. I mean, I, I just, like, Lozon, like, Lozon's kind of a wild card. We just haven't seen yeah, him. We, yeah, we haven't we, seen him in, like, almost exactly. three years. 
So for me, it's kind of like plus money. Like he did perform well in his last fight, even though it was three years ago. So I see a plus sign with Lozon. I'm I'm inclined to go that way. I think I am going to play it. I'm on Lozon there. We got Shogun Hua versus o- OSP. Um, is this a rematch? Did they fight before? I, I think, think OSP did. knocked yeah. him out in like 30 seconds. And there, there's the, the clip of uh, of Shogun like slipping. There's yep. like that famous clip as he's fighting, he slips and like gets finished. Yep. Um, I, I probably like OSP here. Again. He's a big favorite. He's minus like 260. Yeah, that makes sense. I just like <clears throat> I'm not laying 260 on OSP. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I I don't mind him. I just like no. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. massive price. I agree. Price I agree with you. Yeah, you know, I'm and I wouldn't you. put him in any parlays. Like agreed. Yeah, agreed. I just like the, he's OSP. Like I think this should be on the prelims card. To be honest. Whoa! Wow! Mm. I mean, come on, legends. Show I sort of. I Fair. mean, I, I honestly think. I mean, Chaos Williams and Randy Brown. I think they, it's a banger. Like you that, could swap I think those that two is fights. A, that could be like the the first one, and then put like. Uh, but it makes sense. The that they, they probably want the the double Randy legends Brown, fights. I get it. Yeah, Randy yeah. Brown, Chaos on to be, ESPN. Yeah, to get people lead in. That's gonna be a sick fight. They usually like putting Cowboy on ESPN as the lead-in. I that think is they true. put him as the lead-in when he was fighting uh, Alexander Hernandez, I want to say. Mm. The in, GOAT. In Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the literal GOAT. Um, Chuck literally just tagged just tagged us in that tweet earlier oh, man. of Cerrone just, like, murdering <laughs> Alexander Hernandez. Uh, he's, yeah. the, he's the literal He's Alexander the Great. I, uh, yeah, OSP, he's the next Charles Oliveira. Like, he's losing now, but just wait on it. I don't know. <laughs> Every time I see him, I just think about his big cup. He has got the biggest cup in the UFC. Yeah, he, because he's packing. He's like the Alexander the Great. This next fight, um, this fight is a. I don't know why I like eyes. it. This shouldn't isn't minus a thousand. This is minus two thousand. It should be. For I, Michael, I, I it's Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. I think they're sending Tony Ferguson into the gladiators. Then I with think the minus lion. Four, whatever it is is like so insulting. You wonder why I think it's like. Part of me thinks the odds are almost lower because they know that Chandler's not going to take like the easy route. Like Chandler, like, like I'm saying, he's classic. not like Chandler's like made it kind of made it very clear he has no intention of wrestling. He wants to be like a like a people's like the people's champ. He wants yeah. to just throw hands. I still think he like he obviously crushes him, but yeah. Ferguson is just. But if, you, but if you think about his last two fights, like they were him just getting taken down. Like obviously Gaethje just like picked him apart for five rounds and just yeah. like killed him. But I mean. He, like, the last two fights were him just, like, it was really no striking. It was just him getting taken down and getting held there for literally basically 15 minutes. I – am I crazy that I kind of like Chandler by decision? No, I don't because, know. Because no, it's Ferguson, a three-round like, fight, These too. fights, like, he doesn't get – like, literally, Gaethje finished him and with a minute left in the fifth round. Yeah. It's a three-round fight. And that was even – it wasn't like he got knocked out. That was Herb. Yeah, like, he, just, like, he had just on. taken a grotesque amount of damage for yeah. five rounds for literally no, any I, fight No, I don't hate – in a three-round fight, he's plus two, I don't he's hate plus decision two, at all. Chandler's plus 230 by decision. He's minus, like, 120, 130 by finish. It almost seems a little, like – I don't know. It, just, it almost seems like you're walking into a little trap there maybe. I think I want to play that. Now that you're saying that, I think I like Chandler. I think I'm going to put a little something on Chandler by decision. It's plus 230 and then parlay piece. Chandler, yeah, money line. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. I think so. I think yeah. it makes so. It we're makes sense. at this point. Are we putting um, Ivanov in the parlay or no? We could if we want to. Like he's minus one forty, so he would like juice it up at yeah. least a little bit. He's not. And like I don't think we're gonna massive... put the main event in the parlay. No, 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 no. and no. even the co-main event. I know. I, I think risky. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, would, I like Rose in it, I but do I like think Rose. I like, yeah, I like Rose, but it's also like when she fought on like who could have fucking predicted her getting slammed on her head? I agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not like confident. I think the price is right on Rose. What is she right now? Minus one ninety. Yeah, um, like two hundred. She. Yeah, uh, I think w- there's like multiple ways. Like, let's just say Carla just like has her number and takes her down like a bunch, a uh, bunch of times and. I think Rose has gotten better at her takedown defense, and they've probably been training it for a while, knowing this fight was possible. It is a revenge game for Rose a little bit. Rose doesn't strike me as someone who, like, thinks a lot about her losses. She's just, like, on to the next one. She's yeah. very, like, like present. And, like, she. so she probably approaches it. It's not like sometimes, and it's especially true in team sports, but, like, the guys that beat you, you really want to get them back. Yeah. But this, I don't know if it's... I think this is just a title fight for Rose. Like, it can't I think get it was better. so long ago that yeah, exactly. It, it, I think it was just, like a they're fresh. different people. Yeah. Literally, like she was like what, like twenty one? Like she's yeah. twenty nine? Like she's she went, she's a, a woman now? Like yeah. it's just a totally different different game. But I, I, I think it's like a fresh start. Almost. I kind of like her inside the distance. Rose, she's plus one eighty five. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. Because to me, she has, like, she's not just, like, not, like, she has multiple, she's going to win by knockout submission, like. 100%. Look at her head kick on Joanna. That's what I'm saying. Like, she has multiple ways to win. That's why 185, I think, is a decent price. And she's minus 220. Like, I don't, I wanted, um, she's minus 210, actually, right now. Um, I don't hate her in the parlay, but I, I understand the hesitance. Yeah. For um, sure. And then the main event. Everyone's been talking about this fight. It truly feels like a main event that, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to go. And that's awesome. Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. This is a fucking banger. I'm sad that— I mean, I'm happy about calling the Canelo fight, of course. I'm sad that I'm going to have to miss this live because I'm sure the live environment's going to be amazing. Yeah, Throw it up on your phone in the little— like the, like the Dana White when he's got, like, yeah. the Canelo fight on the, the laptop. Yeah. Yeah. You can just buy the pay-per-view on your phone. Just you throw it expensive. I might have to do right that, there. yeah. I could, like, update people on the UFC card on the broadcast. There you go. Mm. I don't think the zone will like that. And they probably they sure won't. They sure won't. I don't know. <laughs> you know just what? a guess. You're probably they right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, like, you're just on, like, Rough and Rowdy's call. You're, yeah. you're yeah. calling yeah. Canelo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Damn. So this is the one I've been so, like, back and forth on it. I actually, I pretty much was going to say the same exact thing that that um you know, that, that Molly did. That it's, like, my head is just, like, Oliveira has more ways to win. Yeah. He should win this. And for me, it's it's not. I love Gaethje, but I like I have so much respect for Oliveira. There's just this like little part. It's not even me like wanting Gaethje to win. It's just there's something I have this like little gut feeling yeah. that Gaethje's just Sometimes gonna like you get that gut feeling. Like I just have this little gut feeling that Gaethje's gonna pull something What's off. What's the furthest you think this gets? What round's the furthest that starts? Third. I think the furthest round really? that starts the third. I, I think, think it they could get make out it to the two. championship rounds. Oh, really? But I think they're fucking savages. I think that this could be like see, a Ga- knockdown, drag them out. Ch- like Gaethje, because even when Molly said the same thing she said about Rose, you could say the exact same thing about uh, with, with Whitman. You could say the same yeah. thing about Gaethje. That just the way like he's just changed his, like, he's still the same, just like violent motherfucker, but he's changed A little more whole, technical. So technically, he's more calculated, I think, than he probably yeah. was. Previously. Less willing to get like into in those the, crazy in the, in the fire Poirier fight and in the yeah. Olive, in the Eddie Alvarez fight, it's like uh, it literally. It I'd really be, is like honestly my head like or my happy gut. seeing either of these guys win. To that's be what, that's like, what I'm saying. There's for me, I won't be like I'll be sad for both one that lose, and I'll be happy yeah. for both that win. Because this, it's a crazy one for Oliveira too. Because if he pulls this off, he puts himself in like a real like you're just like cleared out like two killers. Yeah. To and, legitimate and killers. Do you think McGregor fires off some kind of tweet yeah, no, after yeah. this? No, all, this is what's going to happen. Oliveira is going to win, and then McGregor is going to fight him. <laughs> and yeah, gonna, I think McGregor yeah. gets the winner, maybe regardless. Because, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Gaethje, Gaethje McGregor I think is McGregor yeah. gets him in fireworks. September, October. Um, and Am I crazy for saying I out. think McGregor could be both of these Oh, 100%. I mean, he, he's capable of it for sure. No, he's knocking out Those are Charles two chins Oliver. that can get knocked out by Conor McGregor. No, Oliveira is going to knock out by... My, by McGregor. Oh, I like, could you? That would be my personal no, it would be, Tiger winning the Masters oh, after 100%. all of that shit. Like, <laughs> he just comes back, takes the belt off two losses, yes. and then Islam <laughs> submits him in the first round. Oh no, 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 Islam Makachev may not get a title fight until 2025. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what I was just going to say. I was like, they're going to keep him away forever. They're going to make him literally go through like 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah. Like, He's going right, to ego you have to. Yes. You have to take him. This card oh. is going to be fucking awesome, though. Like, obviously, I imagine if you're listening to the show, you're into this, you're going to order the card. This is worth like telling your non-fighting friends. Like, For like, sure. Watch this, and you can get into MMA through it. There's just so many fights, especially when you look at like literally, like honestly, really the entire card. But especially like chaos when like preaching prelims to like main card, like it's literally like impossible for any of these fights to be boring. I agree. Literally impossible. I agree. I think we're gonna like see how, a lot like how, of finishes on this card. Like how can how can Jolo's on Cerrone Cerrone be boring? How <laughs> yeah. can like OSP Shogun be boring? How can Chandler Ferguson be boring? Yeah. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. And it's not Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Now, let's throw to our interviews with Kayla Harrison and Anthony Pettis. 
All right, welcome back to the Spin and Backfist MMA show, ladies and gentlemen. We are now here with the PFL's Kayla Harrison. I interviewed Kayla back in October, back when we were kind of unsure of where your future was going to be. And now here we are, PFL 3 on the horizon. How are we feeling? Feel great. Ready to go. I saw you say in an interview with John Morgan that you're real pissed about having to do all this media. Are you pissed about this interview right now? How can we make this a, a pleasurable interview for you? I'm going to stop talking. I'm just going to be quiet and keep my head down and work hard. No, I mean, it's not, it's not nothing personal against you guys. I just feel as if the, you know, I'll say one thing and that is what gets blown up or, you know, blown out of proportion. And the media does a good job of picking certain things. I mean, I could talk until I'm blue in a face, blue in the face about my foundation or my legacy or my family or positive things. But if I say, yeah, I want to kick Juliana Pena's ass, that's what, <laughs> you know, that's what gets the headline. So it's just like, I, you just get to a point where you don't really care anymore and you just want to go do your job and that's it. Yeah, that's fair. Did that inspire like your tweet earlier today when you were like, Twitter's just full of a bunch of idiots that like need to basically like say this stuff to my face? Yeah, no, I mean, it's more just like, I think just the overall negativity of social media that I have come, people either love me or they hate me. And, you know, I'll have people who for no reason whatsoever just feel the need to send me a tweet saying that, you know, like terrible things to me. <laughs> just oh, yeah. ter- like, I saw a message the other day that said, uh, thank God your father died so he couldn't see you fight. Oh, uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, it doesn't affect me, but it, the things that people say is atrocious, you know, and, and I'm here to be a light in the world and to be a positive impact and, and to leave behind a, a positive legacy and, and not to deal with the negativity. So for me, you know, it's, it can be disheartening at times, I think, to see what the world kind of <laughs> says and does. And I also just, I don't know. I live my life out loud, right? Like I'm, I live my life. I make it, I make no secret that I want to be the greatest. I make no secret, my goals for myself, the drive I have, the, the dreams that I have. And to do that is to be vulnerable. You're vulnerable to society. You're vulnerable, vulnerable to people um, having an opinion to people telling you, you can't do it to people saying you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're, you know, and it's all worth it to me because I I wouldn't rather live my life this way than spend one second doubting myself or living in the shadows or not striving to be the best possible version of myself. And that's what I want. That's what I want my legacy to be. That's how I want my kids to live their lives. That's what, how I want people to remember me. Even if I fail, God forbid something happens and I fail and I don't reach my goals. At least I'll have given it my all, you know, that's, that's what success is to me. Well, I mean, regardless of the Twitter, Twitter trolls, obviously you've done a lot. How about we'll go, we'll start with a, with a lighter question. You just want to, you want a million dollars. What was the favorite purchase you made with, with the million dollars from the last season of PFL? Uh, You don't have an answer that comes right to mind. That makes me think you didn't treat yourself after that. <laughs> I didn't really. Um, what the hell, Kayla? Come we, on, you gotta have a treat anything, yourself day. More than, more than the million dollars was really the time. I took a month off after the finals, okay. so the time. I, I I spent time with my kids. I spent time with my family. I went home to Ohio, and that is priceless to me. You know, so having the break after the finals was really the biggest reward to me. You know, I think just spending time with the people I love. Did is things that, get hectic? Sorry, did okay. things get hectic right away? Like with the contract negotiations and everything after that or no? Yeah, just in the sense that, you know, my manager was like, oh, you need to go here, you need to go there, you need to go this, you need to do that. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm in Ohio, so. So oh, when nice. you, so obviously it was, it's kind of made note, like you were at the, um, the Nunez-Pena fight. Would you have wanted to be there on your own or was that something you were kind of like, they were like, this is a good idea if you're there? No, that was, they wanted me to come there. I mean, of course I would love to go watch Amanda fight. Um, I had never seen her fight live up to that point, I don't think. So I was I was super pumped up for it. I was one of her main training partners for that camp. So Does that mean you were like the kiss of death? You were bad luck? Oh, don't put that out oh, there. Sorry, oh, sorry. First Rob, time. It was her first time. <laughs> I am no, I'm good luck. All right. I'm good I mean luck when you're part. fighting, definitely. When Amanda's <laughs> I make, fighting, it's I make it's my up own to luck. The judges I to make decide. my own luck. Yeah. 
Because well, I, I just think people made a lot of it. Was, it was it was a I noticed immediately on the thrill and agony. They like cut the camera to you, and you clearly were upset with the with how the fight went down. Obviously. Yep, I was. So do you think? Um, well, I guess do you think it would, things would have went differently in terms of your free agency if that if the fight went differently? I don't think so. No. Oh, interesting. I mean, I, I, people put a lot of speculation into why I was there. I was there to support my teammate. I was there to cheer her on. I did have some meetings, but it wasn't like some big Brock Lesnar moment where I was mm. going to get in the cage or something like that. Yeah. That was, you know, I was screaming fuck at the top of my lungs because I was upset for Amanda. Mm. I, have, I have been there many times in my judo career. I have been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I've lost on the biggest stage in the world multiple times. And when you are, when you are the greatest and when you have that target on your back, people want to see you lose. And I felt, I felt empathy for her in that moment. You know, I've been there and it sucks. There's nothing worse than coming up short. You know, it's fucking brutal. So that's why I was upset. I mean, people can say what they want about it, but I just, my heart was going out to her. That's fair. Especially like a teammate. Like you said that you had yeah. been with, trained with for like, so long. Yeah. Right. It's not like she's like a complete stranger. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I know her, our kids go to each other's birthday parties. Like we spend time on the mat every day together. It's not, it wasn't, uh, wasn't just some random, you know, this was somebody I, I really wanted to win. Yeah. We talked to Don Davis a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. about your re-signing, about this upcoming season. He called you the most important re-signing in PFL history by far. He was like, absolutely, we made it a priority. We have to get her back. What does that make you feel like when you get talked about basically as the face of the company like that? I mean, it's an honor. You know, this is – Don Davis is um, a very smart businessman. You know, he's built many companies from the ground up. He's – very innovative, changing the game, doing a lot of crazy outside of the box. You know, he's a disruptor and I, I have a lot of respect for him. And for him to say that about me is is humbling and I don't take it lightly and I'm going to do the company proud. You know, I'm going to go out there and put on a hell of a show and um, be so good that the rest of the world can't ignore us. You know, I, I helped. I feel as if I helped build this company and you can't say PFL without Kayla Harrison and you can't say Kayla Harrison without PFL and I think the best is yet to come. I think we've done great things already, but the best is yet to come. I was like, is he all, in the same in the same interview? He also said, I asked him about the thought. Obviously, people have made a lot of talk about like the co the co promotions and like you versus like a cyborg or something. Like he when I asked him, he said that he thought that was possible in like the first half of like twenty twenty three. How realistic do you think that is for you? I mean, I would love it. I would okay. love it. that's. I mean, that was one of the main conversations Don and I had you know, during the free agency, all of the drama period was like, you know, I, it's not personal, but I want to fight the best. That's what I want to do. And he assured me, we're going to do everything in our power to make this happen. You know, we, we want this as much as you want it. And I believe him. And that's the fight I want. You know, I think, I know Cyborg is saying a lot of stuff about going to boxing now and, I'm not surprised that she's saying that, but hmm. we know, had her in. We had her in, and she did say she said she'll go to boxing for one fight. She just wants to do one off and then come back to MMA. It sounds like. Okay, good. That's good to hear. And she said, "Yeah, she said this summer was when she wanted to do it, so she wants to pretty pretty soon." Yeah. Good. Good to know. Awesome. What are you uh, What are you looking forward to the most after you're done with this fight? I ask a lot of fighters that, like, you obviously have to, like, keep in fight shape, fight mind, everything like that. After the fight, are you like, oh, I can't wait to go do this, go do that, go eat this, go eat that? Mm-hmm. I, uh, More time with your kids? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, this is my job. This is, the, there's not... I don't look forward to anything but the fight. Like, this is what I love to do. This is, I get paid to do something that brings me great joy. And this is what I live for, you know, this and my kids. So after the fight, I get to fly home. I get to see my kids. You know, we're going to go to church the next day. And then I'm going to take them to school. And I'm going to get back right back into training. I, I love what I do. I don't have to take breaks from it because this is the great, this is my great purpose and my greatest joy besides my kids. And when it comes down to the fight itself, you think it's just going to be business as usual for Kayla Harrison? Yes. 
yeah, figured. I almost asked, like, have you ever gone to church the next day, like, with a black eye or something? But it's like, no, you don't no, get hit. Don't. You don't get touched. <laughs> I mean, I have from sparring, but. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But never from, like, yeah. You're never like, leaving a fight looking like you left a fight. Yeah. Pedro Munoz is a uh, different level. So, yeah, I've gone to I've gone to church and they're like, are you OK? And I'm like, <laughs> fine. Peace be with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. All right, Kayla, we really appreciate the time. We won't take you for too long. We know you, the media is is a contentious a topic with you right now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not <laughs> us. Hopefully we're on your good side. No, I don't mean it in a. I just mean like. We know how you mean it. The I way think, that they take yeah, the quotes and stuff. Maybe I'm just like I'm just a little bit fed up with. Uh, Name names. I'm just a little. Who do you hate? I don't hate anyone. I just hate <laughs> the way that. I hate the way our society does things, you know? I hate the way it, everything is so negative. And the the most amazing gift we have every day is, is an, a fresh start. Every day we get to wake up and choose our mindset. We get to choose how we approach the world and what we do with it. And, and everyone has the opportunity to be a light in this world. And I hate that so many people choose not to be. So that's all it is. It's nothing personal against the media or you guys, it's just, I just want to be positive. Like I, I have such a, an amazing life and I've been at rock bottom. I've seen the lowest of lows. I've, I've had no money and I've lost everything and got it back again. And I've wanted to end my life and found, you know, been at the highest mountains and I've seen it all. And I can tell you that like every day is a gift and we should, we should treat it as such. Let's That's spread awesome. Some, spread some that, positivity. That was beautiful. I love that. That was beautiful. That was great. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, okay. Kayla Harrison. Obviously, right, judo world champ, <laughs> PFL champ, multiple time world champ, multiple time million dollar winner, and uh, I like to say pro wrestling's next biggest star. <laughs> Thank we'll you, see. Kayla. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a good one. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. All right, now joining us also from the PFL is Anthony Showtime Pettis, an absolute legend. It's an honor to get to speak to you. How are you doing right before the fight? Oh, uh, man, I can't complain. I just finished media day. Now all we have left is the weight cut. Nice. And is that is, is it a tough weight cut for you at this point? Is it easy? Oh, man, so much easier. Last last year we had to be in the bubble for like 21 days, and that was a hard weight cut. You know, trying to, trying to make weight inside of the bubble was definitely something I never, you know, planned on doing before but this time around I'm, I'm sitting uh, five pounds over um, I'll probably make oh, nice I'll cut half of it tonight and half in the morning nice coming into uh obviously the second season PFL any like uh any different like approach or, like you feel like differently about it coming in like now you've got a little experience with it kind of the whole like format and just like kind of the just kind of the whole setup of just being in like a different organization hell yeah first first season I didn't know what I was getting myself into and I took it like uh, a normal fight and I did an eight-week training camp and then I had the fight with Clay Collard, and I had to take like two weeks off, uh, you know, for injuries. Like my legs were beat up from all the kicks I was throwing. And then we went right back in the bubble, like four weeks out. So I literally had two two weeks of a training camp in between the fights. Um, this is definitely the hardest like form of combat sports because no matter what happens in, in your fights, you got to be like ready to get back into a training camp and fight eight weeks later. Um, so knowing that knowing that process and knowing like how I should approach these fights has definitely changed. Is the mental aspect of it? difficult like uh you know you're saying as you just described how it's different in terms of getting into a training camp but also like i'm sure it's mentally draining a whole eight-week training camp and then you got to be like oh i gotta go again yeah well most definitely bro like the the weight cut everything has to change up you kind of like got to keep your body in in a different mode like when i was fighting ufc wc now i'd fight and i would take my time off and then when i was ready i would book another fight this time around like that that's not there's no luxury of waiting you know taking time off you're right back into camp um, and that changes the uh, approach on the fights. Like the first season, I was like, yo, I'm going to try knocking these guys out and hit them with a cartwheel kick or something, something crazy. And this time around, you know, I understand, like, I got to save my body for the whole season. Yeah. And how has the relationship with PFL been? Obviously, you mentioned WEC, the UFC legend. You dealt with those guys forever. I imagine you got very comfortable in the UFC. And now you're here with a new company. What's it been like? 
they've been awesome, honestly. Like, so last year we had that bubble, and that, that was probably the worst part about it. Like, we had to, because the tournament format, they didn't want to lose any fighters. So they had to put us in there um, three weeks before our fight. So, like, oh. you're talking about, you're talking about three fight cards, two weight classes, each fight card, and all their corners in one, one floor of a hotel and one training room, one, one place to cut weight. So it was just a lot. You know, I think, uh, for me, I was I wasn't used to that. You know, I was used to the luxury of you know cutting weight at my house and and having a masseuse massage my 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 body if I was hurt. You know, and I didn't have any of that. You know, we had no PT, we had nothing. So um, you know, I think they 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 had to like uh, they spent a lot of money, man. You're talking about like six, 60 fighters and you know three cornermen each, feeding them and housing them for you know three weeks at a time. Um, so they did they did what they could for the bubble, but um. The, the executives of the company, man, they're awesome. You know, like they, they've helped me so much with uh, even this this fight around. And I had an injury earlier in my fight that almost earlier in my camp that would have took me out for the whole season if they were going to push my fight back, you know, a couple of weeks. And mm. they they said no problem. And you know, I'll be watching part of the season, and you know, it worked out. I see. Look, awesome. looking back, obviously we talked about you've had a legendary career. What do you what do you think is like your favorite or maybe like performance you're most proud of? I I, I got asked that question a lot today. Actually, Wonder Boy. Wonderboy was probably the the, the, the mm. toughest uh, game plan that I had to go into. I mean, he was obviously way bigger than me. Um, he's better at what I'm good at. You know, my, my karate style, his karate style, is, you know, he's got, he, his range was like a lot longer than I expected. But I stuck to a game plan in that fight. And you know, most fans saw my nose bloody and they're like, oh, Pettis was getting beat up. But they didn't know what I was doing. And I was, I was trying to you know, shorten his stance up. Like Wonderboy has a really wide karate stance. So I started attacking those legs with low kicks. And his stance got you know tighter and tighter and tighter, and that's what gave me the knockout. Because once your 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 stance gets like tighter, there's no head movement to dodge punches, and boom, I caught him. And you know, for me, it was like, man, I planned to do that, I trained to do that, and I actually did it. And it was like, uh, one of my, I say, one of my best performances. Did you know that that knockout was actually literally in the first paragraph of your Wikipedia? <laughs> like obviously, <laughs> it, it literally is like the last sentence of like the that intro paragraph is just he's the only person to knock out uh, Wonder Boy. Bro, and I think I'm the only person that Smith Charles Oliveira. Oh, oh wow. wow! That's a really good point. Two and nice Diaz just cap. tweeted that. Did you see Diaz tweet that? No, I didn't. What did he say? I think he just tweeted the picture of it. Just you choking him oh, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him with a guillotine. Yep. Yeah. Do you still keep up with fights throughout all the organizations, not just PFL? Oh hell yeah, man! I'm still. Oh, I actually run my own promotion and management company, so I'm, okay. I'm definitely yeah. deep into this this fight sport. What's that awesome. been like running your own promotion? I was rough, brother. My first, well, my first and only show so far happened in Florida, and we have the rest of it because I wanted to focus on my season. I did a uh, Florida in February. Um, it's, there's a lot more to it than than what everybody thinks, man. Even on the local level, like there's anything could happen. You know, the COVID rules were really strict. It was really hard to get fans in the audience. It was hard to get sponsors. Like uh, it was, it was, it was definitely a challenge. But I think, um, like I said, the first one was the challenge. But now I figure out the formula. I'm taking it back to my hometown in Milwaukee in uh, August. And then we're going to Vegas in September and then back to Milwaukee in November. Sweet. Are you trying to be like the Dana White of this? You showing up in suits to all this, kind of being the face of the promotion as well? I'm rocking Cuban Cuban chains and Jordans, bro. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Even better, yeah. Do you think at a, at a point, would you ever fight in your own promotion? I, know, I just randomly thought of that. I, for sure, bro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's, uh, that's definitely uh, one of the things that, I mean, I'm 35 years old. I think people forget that you know, I, I've been in the sport so long. I'm still young compared to like the guys that I grew up with, like Cowboy Cerrone's turning 40, uh, uh, Clay Guida, 40 years old. You know, the guy, the good, the era of the guys that I've, I've fought with are you know, five years my elder. So I still have a lot more time in the sport. And yeah, I think uh, the game, the landscape's changing where like the UFC isn't the only place to fight. Obviously the PFL is treating their fighters well, Bellator, PFL. Khabib started his own organization, so like, yeah. there's more opportunities for fighters than ever. And you got the the promotion on Fight Pass, right? It's on UFC right. Fight Pass. That's awesome. It's huge. Definitely. You obviously, obviously, you're speaking of Bellator too. Like your your brother, obviously the champ. He had the the knockout of the year. Most like a lot of the uh, like write ups and stuff had it. Were you, I'm, were you there? You were, were you there in person, right? I was you, you weren't there. I, I missed my flight, bro. It was it was a oh, shitty no. like. Flat. I just had a baby and I was trying to like oh, schedule it where I didn't where I didn't leave enough. Like I didn't want to be gone for a whole weekend, so I was trying to get there the day of the fight. And I missed the flight didn't work out, so I was like, man, I'm just gonna stay back. So I stayed back and watched it at the house. But that was the Showtime kick moment. Like I had the Showtime yeah. kick mm-hmm. and he to back because he was losing that fight. Yeah, you know, he, mm-hmm. he was down two rounds and you no, know, he he came back with a. I spin back fist from hell, bro. That was, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That's the reason why yeah. we named this show Spin and Back Fist because you see a good Spin and Back Fist knockout, and it's just like, fuck, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he has to be on that, that highlight reel for you guys. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What would you go crazy when you saw that? Was that just an all time reaction? Oh, like, did you celebrate more for him than yourself almost because it's your brother? I feel like but, I would. 
I still do. Like when he yeah. fights, I'm more nervous than my own fights. You know, yeah. it's out of my control. Like when he fights, it's like, man, like yeah, I gotta take a shot, no matter what. Every time he <laughs> yeah, fights, yeah. I would be the same one way. shot before I go out there. I'd be the same exact way. I can't even imagine like watching my my brother, especially like there's some people that do it on the same card. I can't imagine. Oh yeah, that. Canelo. Yeah. Fought, we, fought on, we fought on the same card a bunch of times. Canelo fought on the same card with seven of his brothers. Did you know that? He has seven brothers. He, well, he's got six. He's one of seven brothers, oh. all pro fighters. God damn, that's fucking crazy. Imagine being those that's, parents having to watch seven fights in a row of your kids. Oh my god, that's, they're definitely Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got the Canelo fight this weekend too. That's gonna be amazing. Do you I'll got any picking that? Oh, you're gonna be there. Yeah, I'm going right from my fight to, to back to. I live in Vegas, so it's, it's easy. Oh, okay. sick! I'll see you there. We're, we're calling the fight. Barstool's got an alternate oh, broadcast. Yeah. Well, shit, I'll be there for sure. Unreal. Hopefully, we'll be able to like pull you aside, get an interview with Caleb and Rowan yeah. during that. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting floor seats. I mean, I don't miss Canelo fights. Fuck oh, yeah. is he your favorite boxer or even fighter? I would say fighter. of all time, but currently, right now, you know, yep. currently, I mean. All time would have to be Chavez, bro. 89 and 0, unheard of. You know, uh, but uh, Canelo right now, man, his defense, his just the way, he, just the way he carries himself as a fighter, man. He's like going up to 175 pounds, coming around from you know, where, where he's fought at in the championship. Yeah, he's he's amazing, bro. Like, Did you hear what he said today about wanting to fight Usyk? No, what he say? Yeah, what was it? He wants to he fight him at 201. He wants to fight at 201, so it's heavyweight. He wants he wants Usyk's heavyweight belt. <laughs> uh, hey. I, and I believe in him. I think he could do it, bro. Like his skill set is retarded, and his punching <laughs> powers, his punching power is insane. Because we, it's great. We looked like he, like he, uh, Canelo was five seven and a half. Usyk six three, huge, huge bro, guy. I was, I was trying to fight Anderson Silva. I almost had that fight too. I fought at one forty five, one fifty five, one seventy, and I almost fought at one eighty five. You wow. were close to getting that fight. Wow. Yeah. That well, uh, Anderson agreed to it, but at the time the UFC was like, I think it was his last fight on his contract. Oh. So they were trying to just give him. They were trying to like make him. No, nah, I'm not even saying it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That would have been like all-time legends yeah, fight. Wild. Pettis, Silva. Yeah, he agreed to it, but uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. Can Who you knows? see Maybe yourself? Promo. I was going to say, can you see yourself ever boxing? We hear that from a ton of MMA yeah. fighters now. Yeah? Yeah, bro. I th- and I think, um, you know, my hands, like, I, I box with pro boxers all the time in Vegas. And I, I've seen, like, the, the skill level that they're at. I, I definitely can hang. Okay, uh, that would be cool as well. Hey, Bort. Were you, when you were younger, more of a boxing fan? Like, is that what you saw yourself as? Or, yeah. Okay. Um, my dad, bro. My dad, it was a, it was the um, fight between Oscar De La Hoya and Tito Trinidad. Okay. And I, I was a young kid, but I remember, like, my dad's side's Puerto Rican and my mom's side's Mexican. Ah. So, like, the, the whole house was, like, against each other. My cousin's on my mom's side, my cousin's <laughs> on my dad's side. And then when 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 the, when the results happened, brother, the Milwaukee went crazy. Like Milwaukee has a really strong like Hispanic community in a small part. There's a lot of us in like a little Interesting. part. Interesting. Okay. Like, yeah, that that's what made me. I was like, yo, I want to be a fighter. Like to see what kind of what kind of attention these guys got. I was like, yo, that's. Are my you, mom wouldn't let me box though. Are you a box oh, fan? Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Born, uh, born and raised in Milwaukee, man. But it's easier to be a fan of them right now. Yeah, yeah for clearly, sure. Clearly, yeah. Honestly, I appreciate that. Before you get out of here, I was just so curious. I said this before, guys. Last, so I had to ask you. For someone, you look, you look at three, three chumps like us, like a fat fuck like me breaking down the fights, or like even like saying, I try to not be too critical. But does that bother you a little bit? Like you see some guy, like some fat ass, or I'm like a me. twig over here. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Now, like some, some of, like some of the best coaches are are not in fighter shape. You know, like they, mm, if you have fat. an eye, if you have an eye for the sport, it's something that's like it's some some people are athletes and some people have the eye and they understand yeah, like yeah. the details of the science behind it. Yeah. So I mean I I hear I hear some 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 great breakdowns from guys that you would never expect to even watch fighting. Even some 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 people like when I go, go around like I have like old ladies come out to me like you should be kicking you should be kicking more. How <laughs> <laughs> do you even know that? Yeah, nah, I respect it man like you know, everybody has their gift, man, and some people's gift is is coaching. Some people's got great eyes of actually seeing science behind it, and some of us are you know, actually doing it. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, that's I pre- a, as I appreciate great that. as an answer as we could ever ask we're for on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we should, we should <laughs> call it at this because we're not getting any better than that. <laughs> Anthony, thank you so much for the time. We'll let you go cut that weight, and we're rooting for you in PFL. All right, guys, appreciate you. See you Saturday at the fights. Yeah. Appreciate you.